Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, our very special guest is a wonderful author, and she is uh, uh, she's making all kinds of uh, great, uh, or she's getting all kinds of great reviews from Grow Now, Go Beyond Organic. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll get into the rest of it with her. Emily Murphy is our very special guest, and uh, what a better time to uh, to talk to someone like Emily and uh, people. I think more and more are thinking uh, about organic uh, food, and, and why not grow your own? Grow now is the name of the book. Emily Murphy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Well, uh, congratulations on all the success of your book and also uh, for, for the subject matter. I mean, this is, this is terrific, and I think more and more people, uh, young couples, are getting into this. Uh, older folks, you know, folks kind of in between, like myself, um, are all showing interest in, in uh, you know, supporting biodiversity. Can you give us a little rundown on the, uh, on the book and, and how long has it been in the making? Yeah, um, thanks for asking. So Grow Now released February 1st, and it does a number of things. It, um, it, it asks us to approach our yards and our landscapes with fresh eyes and to think about our, um, the process for growing uh, in a way that, again, is beyond organic. I know you mentioned that earlier. And the subtitle is how we can save our health communities and planet one garden at a time. And so I, I really worked to uh, meet that subtitle and it dives into the positive benefits for our personal health as well as, well as our community health and the health of the planet. Uh, when we look at our collective actions of growing my garden plus your garden and your neighbor's garden, whether we're growing food or we're growing plants for biodiversity, or we, we might be growing both. And it also incorporates the techniques uh, for making all of this happen. Emily, let's take a little time to get your personal history. If you don't mind, start from the beginning. Where were you born and uh, and where were you born? Yeah, the great question. Because um, it's a long way from, from where you are now, I believe. You're all out on Long Island somewhere. Yeah, I'm on Long Island. Yeah. Yeah, I have some dear friends out there, um, and even one, uh, Carl Safina, uh, um, provided a blurb for this book. Uh, he's out on Montauk, yeah. but I'm, yeah, I am much farther away. I was born in uh, Northern California in the county of Sonoma, and your listeners might be familiar with Sonoma County. Uh, it is uh, wine country. It's north of San Francisco. Um, I was born there, but we moved uh, shortly after that to uh, a county just south of the Oregon border, very close to where the Ewok scenes in Star Wars were filmed. So imagine redwood trees and coasts. Yeah, really beautiful parts of the world and, and not easy to access. And I was lucky uh, to grow up in a college town and then uh, start living with my grandmother in the summers. And she lived in Sonoma County still uh, in a tiny town, a one-lane town. And uh, at the top of the hill, a mile above the town is where her homestead was. And the only rules when I was a kid 
there, even at age seven, was to be home before dark and to watch out for rattlesnakes and uh, <laughs> stay in the middle of the road or the middle of the path and make noise as you're walking down the path. And I was very much a free-range kid, and she had a big garden and chickens, and that's really where I started to meld these ideas of nature and growing and uh, you know, you open the gate from her garden, and there's oak woodlands and redwoods, and you know the, the fragrance of of uh, bay laurel trees, and it was really quite magical. And uh, I carried that through my life. I was lucky to have other garden mentors, and studied ethnobotany and environmental science and ecology and social science in college, and uh, then started writing. I more uh, more uh, intensely. Around, I would say, 2000, it's like, I, I really need to write and share these ideas and the things I've learned. And that's how my first book, Grow What You Love, came to be and now Grow grow Now. Let me remind folks that are just tuning in on a little late or uh, are just turning on their, their radios a little late. Uh, grow Now is the name of the book. And the author is Emily Murphy, and it's terrific. Everyone must get to, get to, in fact, get one for yourself and get one for someone you know should be growing or is already growing their own. And, again, support biodiversity. It's right on the book. Uh, just a great, uh, just a, a great message all the way through. Emily Murphy, once again, is here with me, Frank McKay. Uh, Emily, let me go back to your, your walking through the path in the middle of the path and and trying to avoid those rattlesnakes did you did you ever run into any of the rattlesnakes i did a couple of times yes i uh but luckily i i ran into rattlesnakes when i was on a road so there was plenty of room to move around them and uh and you know it they were really only out uh, to warm up in the mornings uh, in the sun when the sun came out. And uh, the biggest concern, of course, was when you were in the on a trail where there was lots of shrubbery and, and you could sneak up on them a little bit easier. Uh, so I was lucky to, to avoid them, uh, but it was always on my radar and, and something to consider the dangers of the world, even at, at a young age and having to navigate them on my own. And I think with growing, we, we think of growing as uh, a scary thing, not not quite like rattlesnakes, but many people, I think, uh, are concerned to grow. Maybe they might kill what they're growing, or or maybe they feel like they don't have enough time. Uh, there's bills to pay, and the laundry needs to get done. But what we know is that growing a garden is beneficial to us on a number of levels, and I dive into that in the book. And simply looking at plants reduces stress and elevates mood. Spending 120 minutes a week in nature, and this goes back to my childhood experiences that we were just chatting about, uh, uh, does the same thing. It reduces stress, elevates mood, even improves cardiovascular health, and can reduce um, anti-inflammatory or can have anti-inflammatory um, benefits and reduce inflammatory illnesses. It's this incredible, simple antidote to uh, everyday living, the stresses of everyday living, the climate crisis, uh, loss of biodiversity. We're looking at um, we're looking at losing a million plant and animal species in the coming decades. That's 25% of all life on Earth. And, and that was partly what's, what um, urged me to write this book was, okay, here's a simple solution that we can, that we can do every day with our own two hands. And, and these small acts have big impacts, especially when we look at our collective actions. And, and then we benefit from them too, just as we were talking about. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's it's such a wonderful idea to do what you're talking about doing and uh, and what you've written about. And it just, I, you touched on wildlife here. We touched on wildlife a bit about the, uh, the rattlesnakes. Uh, what do you come across in your neck of the woods uh, as far as wildlife and how does it interact with your growing in your garden? Right. Good, good question. Uh, I think for me, it's very much what others would find in, in their growing spaces. And because our gardens are uh, versions of, of, or potential versions of wilderness, they're, they're often not truly wild. Uh, most of us don't have wolves or bears uh, traipsing through our, our yard. Some of us might, but uh, we're really looking at animals such as birds and bees and butterflies and small mammals uh, and creating nectar paths and wildlife corridors for these animals. And there's other animals, of course. I do see occasional coyotes and I'm lucky enough to see a fox now and then uh, and not so lucky sometimes to see skunks. Um, I'd like to avoid skunks, but uh, they're important parts of the ecosystem too. I I once had this experience with a skunk where, or it might have been a family of skunks, where we had a yellow jacket nest forming under our stairway, our outdoor stairway, and uh, we noticed it. And a couple of days later, I went back down that stairwell, and uh, the skunks had completely dug it out and eaten the entire thing. <laughs> It's really incredible. It's like, okay, there goes the yellow jackets that I was so concerned about. The skunks took care of them for me. And I, I think that, yeah, it's really incredible. So I think when we when we look at our, our gardens as ecosystems and we try to think like an ecosystem and build ecosystem function, starting with soil, caring for soil. I talk about no-dig no gardening in here, right plant for right place with um, various plant selections. Then we can contribute to this greater ecosystem, which we're all part of and grow better gardens grow better food gardens or grow better gardens for for wildlife and ourselves because they're our most immediate touch points with nature whether it's a collection of containers or or a set of raised beds or community garden plot frank mckay here much more importantly emily murphy is the author of grow now it is a wonderful book it's a must get everyone and uh again it's uh, it, please get two of these books, one for yourself and and one for get three. Why not? You get three books, and uh, and get them out to people who uh, who would care about such things, which probably are your nicest friends out there. I mean, the uh, it, people that are concerned about the environment and realize what we're dealing with in the world, and and you know how nice it would be. Uh, if uh, everyone who wanted to uh, took the time and, and learned a little about growing now. And I, I think a lot of people don't do that uh, because they uh, maybe they're intimidated. They, they, they don't think that uh, it would be successful. Frank McKay here once again with Eric, Emily Murphy. Uh, what about that? You know, folks being hesitant to, to grow, folks that would really like to do it, but for some reason there's they have apprehensions. What what are some of those uh, those excuses or apprehensions um, that you've heard over the years why people don't grow? It's exactly that. It's usually um, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to begin. What do I grow? 
um, I'm, I'm afraid to grow anything because I might kill it. And my answer to that is usually start small, keep it simple and grow what you love, which is the title of my first book and, uh, you know, grow the plants that are meaningful to you, whether that's herbs for your kitchen that transform everyday cooking, uh, plants that invite um, hummingbirds or, or other birds that uh, you just love to watch from the window, uh, or or maybe it's a goal to support uh, native bumblebees or other bees that might be at risk and finding ways to support them. Or maybe it's just creating a, a garden full of fragrance for yourself that then has these other benefits. And uh, there's any number of places to start. And that's what I love about growing is there's all these different entry points. And when we start small, we can let our gardens grow organically. And we realize we're growing as our gardens grow. We, we, we learn along the way and what I also like to say to people is just think how good you'll be at it if you um, give it a go for a full year. So you might fail and have trial and error and experimentation that doesn't always result, result in success. But um, if you keep at it, just think how good you'll be at it in a year. And uh, it's really quite remarkable because it is one of those um, one of those everyday practices that has immediate benefits for ourselves and, and our environments. And, um, and if you're not sure where to start, start small. Start with a couple of plants. I, I've got to believe that there's a, a tremendous crossover between people that, uh, that are interested in, in gardening for, uh, you know, the purposes of, of wanting to eat organically and also those who, who want to meditate. And the, mm. the combination of the two together just seems like a, uh, a you know, a no-brainer, so to speak. And the 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 combination of of growing what you uh, what you intend to put in your body, watching it, you know, watching what's not being put into it, also, and having some control over that, and at the same time, um, you know, losing yourself a little bit in the, um, in, in I don't know, you know let uh you know some of the pressures of the world uh be relieved by uh, by meditating uh, do you see a lot of crossover from folks that are into meditation and and gardening yeah thank you so much for bringing that up and i love how you how you phrase that because that is so it's such an important topic of conversation and i do see that even if people aren't actively seeking meditation they realize that when they're in the garden working with their plants, tending the soil, that it is a meditative moment. And immediately your shoulders relax, one down and the other down, and you're able to breathe a little easier and find yourself in this space and just immerse yourself in it 100%. And there's flow in that. And there's an escape that uh, allows us to sort of turn off the noise of the everyday world which is pretty crazy right now. And, and, and I saw this in particular, I saw, I saw an increase in this in particular uh, in the beginning of 2020 when the pandemic started. A number of people turned to growing because we, we were locked down, right? We, we couldn't travel that far from our homes and, and we were encouraged to stay close to home or only walk from home and not drive to, say, a trailhead or a park. And uh, so we were left with our spaces closest to home and people turned to growing as, a, as an activity and a place of solace and meditation, as you say, a place to um, find uh, shared experiences with family and um, children, uh, 
and find meaning in everyday living. Uh, and I think that's exactly what growing does for us, even if, again, is a handful of plants and, and we're using growing as an opportunity to relate and communicate or um, restory the larger narrative of the world and how we see it. Emily Murphy, everyone, is our very special guest, Frank McKay, here. So much more importantly, grow now, how we could save our health communities and planet one garden at a time. And uh, it is a must-get, everyone. Please get it every anywhere they sell great books. And we've got a couple moments left with Emily Murphy. I, how much has changed in you as a, uh, as a person, as uh, a person uh, understanding the world that we live in? How much has changed through you or about you uh, through growing? That is uh, something I think about every day, nearly every day. And uh, I, I recognize in myself this arc from childhood to adolescence to adulthood. And, and, and I think that things naturally change. Just like when you have a family and you have children, you get a minivan. And then when your kids get older, you downsize from the minivan to uh, something a little smaller and uh, growing has those opportunities too. And, and, and for me, it, it, I've grown as a person and I've, uh, my, my, my focus of what I grow has shifted depending upon well, what I want my kids to eat. Uh, Cause we know that we know that uh, growing some of your own food and kids being a part of that, um, they're more likely to eat fruits and vegetables uh, and the nutrition and the, and the tactile experience of growing your own fruits and vegetables also has its own benefit and uh, so there's there's shifts and ebbs and flows uh, more recently I would say that uh, for myself especially through 2020 as we were just talking about it's been a cathartic experience and writing this book during that time and uh, transforming my own garden uh, beginning of 2021 we moved to a new home and I've started with a blank slate and I'm in the process of rewilding that space and putting in a new garden and it's it's been um, challenging and it's forced me to question my own approach what can I do better what can I do differently and also also um, not necessarily um, I, maybe this isn't the right term not beat myself up or or um, or you know have to stick to any idea of perfection I think it's important that we we give ourselves room and remember that like doctors who are practicing medicine we're practicing living and life and we're practicing growing we're, we're doing the best we can and we learn along the way and I'm I'm doing that too even at this you know, even with writing this book, I realize every step of the way there's a new door to open and something new to learn. Grow Now is the name of the book, and please get this book. Emily Murphy is our very special guest, Frank McKay, here with Emily. We've got two minutes left uh, with with Emily. I, you touched on it, and you you may have uh, answered it already. But uh, as a uh, uh, you know, as a person who has been gardening for years and growing uh for years i'm sure that everything didn't just flow out and and you know your past knowledge just fills this book i'm i'm assuming and maybe wrongfully so that there was uh, there were things that you learned in in putting the book together either about yourself about growing and uh, and you fill me in well correct me uh is uh, is there anything that sticks out that r really you learned while putting this book together from beginning to end 
Uh, yeah, very much. And besides the research I did in calling uh, uh, biologists and soil scientists at UC Davis and other other universities doing research on carbon sequestration, what is the reality of how much carbon can we uh, sequester underground with certain growing practices like regenerative growing and adding compost to soil and keeping living roots in the ground? What's that reality? But more importantly, I think, or I think that's just as important, but I think the framing of the book is in many ways more important. And uh, early on in writing the book, I met a woman named Claudia Gross, Dr. Claudia Gross, and she's actually in Egypt. And she's the author of a book called World, uh, Words Create Worlds. Words Create Worlds. And uh, she's, she's incredible. She reminds us that uh, the words we choose have the potential to change the world and change our, our, how our organizations, how we think about things and how we approach the world. And this goes back to my idea of, you know, tiny acts have big impacts and small, small actions shape our world. And when we pair action with the language we use, we, we all try to like control how we think and um, reprogram our thinking. But in many ways, thinking about what the words come out of your mouth is, is something we can control a little bit more. And if we update our language uh, to words like regenerate, rewild, restore, uh, then we have even a greater possibility or capability of enacting change that's meaningful and lasting. And, um, and it starts at home with our own two hands. And so meeting people like her really, really helped shape this book and shape my vision for what's possible in these simple everyday actions. Emily, I want to congratulate you on the book once again and, and your, your past work, tremendous work, and thank you very much for being here. Before you go, can you give us a website or a social media site uh, that we could kind of follow along with what you're doing? Absolutely. So Grow Now is available wherever books are sold, and I can be found, Emily Murphy, at Pass the Pistol. That's P-I-S-T-I-L, as in part of a flower. Originally, that was Grow What You Love and Pass It On, and that was sort of my play on words, my garden-based play on words. So I'm at Pass the Pistol on Instagram and Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. And you can find me there talking about these, talking about these very things, sharing images from my garden and from the book. And, and, uh, and I'm always happy to answer questions. So come find me. Emily Murphy, thank you once again for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate having me on your show. Frank McKay signing off. Emily Murphy is the author of Grow Now, How We Could Save Our Health, Communities, and Planet One Garden at a Time. It is a must-get. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.